I'm Karen. And I'm Michelle. We're sisters. And homeschool moms. Welcome to the Layers of Learning podcast, where we talk about family-style homeschooling. Hi, welcome to the Layers of Learning podcast. I'm Karen, and I'm here with my sister, Michelle. Hello. We're going to do something totally different today. Um, we often get together and we kind of look at what people are asking in our Facebook group or asking us via email or different things like that. And we kind of answer topics. And often they're things that Michelle and I have been talking about because when you guys talk about them, we call each other and say, hey, what do you think? And we talk all the time about those things. So by the time we podcast, it's often already been a little bit of a conversation that we've had about things. And then we sit down and, and record it. But this time I just off the cuff said, Hey, Michelle, why don't we talk about this just now? Like 30 seconds ago. Yeah, she did. She did this to me. So, so we're just going to see what <laughs> Michelle says. No, I, I just said, I, I think what we should do is just open up one of the books and just open to a random unit and say, if we were seeing this for the first time, what would we look at? How would we decide what to do? What would be like the process of kind of planning out a unit and deciding what we're going to do? And this doesn't always look the same in our home. Sometimes our kids help us. It's We do it a variety of ways. But just for fun, we decided on this podcast, we're just going to randomly show you our thought processes when we open up a unit and, and start planning. Okay, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go back in time, 10 years. So my oldest is 15. He's actually 25. But so we're going to go back in time. So I've got a house full of kids. My oldest is 15 and I've got six all down stair steps. Teaching them all. all. Okay. So I've got high schoolers clear down through elementary, lower elementary age kids. Okay. I've got the whole gamut. So I'm going to go into this with that kind of view rather than where I'm actually at today, which is just with two teenagers. This this is your prime homeschooling year. Yes. This is is my prime homeschooling year. I love it. Okay. So this, this unit is rocks. It is from the Earth and Space. I'm already course. excited. You just said rocks, and I'm already excited. To okay, learn. don't you like the rocks? I do. I could learn about rocks every year, and sometimes my kids are like, "Mom, we we just did rocks." I know. I throw it in every year. <laughs> like, it's a rock. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're amazing. Okay, so first, what I would do, let's say I haven't looked at this before. This is these units are meant to be a month. So I'm thinking in terms of the month. What I'm what am I going to do over the next month? And I know that I've already chosen to do the subject of the day approach. So I need to pick four lessons, one for each of the four weeks in this month that's coming up. Okay. Okay. So. Unless you find something else to throw in because you're like, oh, we'll squeeze that in. Okay. You know we do that sometimes. Sometimes I do, especially like on a Friday, because I've got four subjects of the day, but we do five days of school. So on a Friday, I'll often throw in an extra lesson or sometimes I'll try to squeeze in two on one day. But generally speaking, I'm going to be looking at this and going, okay, I want to pick four. Okay, right. but I already know if I open rocks, there will be more than four. Okay, but that's why you're not doing this one. <laughs> you can't give me that unit. Okay. <laughs> just, just butt out. <laughs> this is Michelle's planning session. I'll try not to get my rock enthusiasm in it. Okay, so looking at this for the first time, I'm going to glance down the unit overview sidebar and read through that and kind of go, okay, this is what the unit is about. Um, minerals are the building blocks that make up rocks. There are three types of rocks, igneous, sedimentary, and metamorphic. Rocks go through a cycle from formation to erosion to new forms of rock and then finally back to being melted under the surface. Rocks are eroded by wind and water, and soil is a complex system of eroded rock, organic matter, water, air, and small creatures. Okay, so thinking about what my kids have learned in the past and what I want them to know now, I think I'd like to focus on minerals, that part of it. I've got little kids that do not yet know 
that rocks are made out of a whole bunch of other little things. Okay. Right. And so I want to focus on minerals. And then I think I really want them to know the three types, igneous, sedimentary, metamorphic. Okay, perfect. Okay. And then I think for my older ones who have already learned this stuff, it would be really good to go into the soil. So I'm going to focus on those three topics, and I'm going to find four explorations or experiments about those topics. Okay, and Michelle, wouldn't you first like look at the library list and see what you need or have? Would you do that first or no? No, I probably... Okay, you, you do it your way. No, I'm just curious. <laughs> You're looking at the page of the library list. I, I actually would skip past the library list right now. Okay. Okay, and the reason I would skip past it right now is because I'm going to find the explorations I want, and then I'm going to go back in and say, okay, well, which books really go with this well? Perfect. I love so I'm going to do it in that order. Okay. Okay. So let's see. Flipping through this, minerals make rocks. They get to make rocks, in quotations, you know, rocks out of various ingredients in the kitchen like um, chocolate chips, mini marshmallows, peanuts, butterscotch chips, coconut. Okay, so those are going to be the minerals that make up rocks. I know. I'm definitely choosing that one. I know that that is going to appeal to all ages of my kids. My 15-year-old will want to do it just as much as my six-year-old. Well, you mentioned chocolate chips, so yeah. 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 So so we're in. And that's an easy exploration. It looks like stuff I've already got. I might need to get some cupcake papers. But other than that, I've got the stuff in the kitchen. And if I don't have like maybe I don't have, let's see, I probably don't have butterscotch chips, but I could substitute it for something else. I've got some other kinds of nuts that I can add instead. Yeah, right? something so can go in. I'll just, I'll just switch that out. So we're going to do that one, and I'm just going to put a little mark on it and write in my book. I'll write in my book. I write in books. That's how I am. Your, Karen your books would probably like write it in her planner or something organized I like have that. a detailed planner. <laughs> so, <laughs> I like your book scrawl, though. That's I good. would just... Put a mark right there in the book. Maybe stick a bookmark in. Okay. And then flipping through more pages. I think I'm going to skip the growing crystals. We've done that before. Making a geode. Uh, that's fine. That's not really your focus either. Like, yeah, it's not really my focus. I don't want to do mafic and felsic. What I want to do is something where I can learn about all three kinds of rocks in one lesson. I think you passed the rock cycle. Did I pass one? the rock cycle? And that's yeah, the one right, I want. Right there, isn't that? Oh, yeah. That's what I want, the rock cycle. Okay, so I'm going to pick the rock cycle one because I can learn about igneous, sedimentary, and metamorphic all in one lesson. Perfect. And that way I've got the definitions and they can learn about all those together. So I'm going to look over the look over the supplies. I have a rock kit already. I got that the last time we did rocks, so I'm set on that one too. Perfect. So, and then let's see, I need another one. Maybe about... Before we get to soil. Hmm. Ooh. Ooh. The rock identification lab. Because that will reinforce the three kinds of rocks. Yeah. And they have to actually identify the things that they came across before. And that's the best part about rocks is that little hands-on part where they... Yeah. And before we do this, like, over the course of the two weeks, we can go outside and I can tell the kids be collecting rocks. And we can have some for that rock identification yeah. lab. That would be good. Okay, so I'm going to mark that in my planner as well. And then finally, I'm getting to the soil part. I want to do something about soil. Let's see. I could do erosion, weathering, or deposition. That's a game. Or I could do soil horizons. Ooh, soil is a filter. I like that one. It looks fun. And we get to actually go outside and play in dirt and water and the kids would love that. Kids would love it. Okay, so it, this one is about, it's an experiment where you take soil and you actually 
put contaminants in it, in this case, food coloring, and you use the soil to filter out the contaminants and it comes out clean on the other end. That's cool. Super, like that. super simple, but cool. Yeah. And this is something that we haven't really learned about soil a lot. So I think when I go to the library, I will make sure to grab a book or two about soil. Do you have everything you need for that one? Let's see. Kitchen funnel, clear jar, soil from outside, powdered drink mix in a dark color. I probably have to pick up some powdered drink mix. Yeah. 10 cents, 20 cents. You can do yeah, that. I can do that. Okay. So those are going on my, I'm going to go ahead and put it in my grocery list right now. My my grocery pickup list where I have people automatically go get things for me. <laughs> there is nothing better than grocery pickup. I love it. I love living in the modern world. <laughs> There's not for that. Okay. So that's the four lessons I would pick. And then because now I know what I am going to focus on, I'm going to look back at the library list. And I've got little kids, middle grades kids, and high school kids. So I'm going to be looking at different levels. I definitely will use the Encyclopedia of Science from DK. We have that one on hand, and I'll just grab that out at the beginning of the lesson. The other books I will probably put in my book basket and just have the kids grab them during reading time. And if they read them, good. If they don't, it's okay. You know, but yeah, just have them available. I'm, I'm going to get some high interest ones that look like they'd be really fun. Oh, here's a kid's book, a little uh, a picture book. Dirt, the scoop on soil. That'd be perfect. And we could, I can read that aloud to the little ones while the bigger ones are doing their their reading. That's yeah. how I usually do that part. Um, let's see what else. Rocks, minerals, and gems. How rocks are formed. That, and that, one, good, that it, one's good because it, it could also be is the rock cycle part and also the like mineral. Yeah, it can be both concept. of those. And then, oh, oh, I love this series: science comics, rocks and minerals, geology from caverns to the cosmos. This is um, like it's graphic novel style, which mm -hmm. kids like. My kids like it, at least, and but it's got lots of sciencey stuff, and that's a middle grades one. And then, what about my older kids? Oh. Oh, this one, well, outdoor school, rock, fossil, and shell hunting. It's got information activities and space to journal your own adventures. You said you were going to have them go outside and yeah, collect things. It'd be kind of fun, fun to give them that book and then have them go outside because it might change what they find. Here is one I want to get. Okay, this one is called The Pebble in My Pocket, and it's a picture book. But I want to read this one to everybody before we do the rock cycle activity. That would be perfect. That goes with so that well. would you be buying these? No, I think my library would have them. I, I know my library has the pebble in my pocket. I remember seeing it there before. But I, as I'm planning this, I would be on my computer looking up my library website. And so just sure. like you do pick up, you're also like, do you have the librarians snag it for you? Or do you go get no, it? No, I, I go get it. I feel guilty. because <laughs> you worked at a library. because I worked at the library. But... I'm, but, I'm one of those nasty ones who puts it on my list, puts it on reserve, and then every once in a while gets too busy to even go pick it up. I'm the, I'm the mean one like you're that. You're that? Okay. Yeah. Well, Not the truth is, when we go to the library, I have plenty of time to pick things up because we usually spend like an hour there. And I want my kids physically in the library. Yeah. I don't feel the need to have them physically in the grocery store. <laughs> You want them to beg for books, not, not food. food. Yeah. So, so, yeah, we usually spend about an hour in the library, so I have plenty of time to go and pick these all up and plus browse for myself. Plus, I've still got, I mean, in my 10 years ago, I've gone back in time. You have all six scenario of them here. here. I've got all six of them with me. And the little ones, I'm having to keep tabs on. And so I'm... They're a handful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're highly trained, but... 
You still have to be there right with them. You can't yeah. just wander off and leave them. So that's that's basically how I would plan for rocks. And then I would put it, I would have them marked in my book here, and I would just do them as I came to them in the book, just one at a time. So would you even go through the list and like snag the printables or like check the YouTube playlist or would that just come up as you're teaching? I would come, that would come up as I'm teaching. Well, okay. Actually 10 years ago, now it would come up as I'm teaching because my kids are old enough now. If they have to wait five minutes for a printable, we're fine. Yeah. 10 years ago when I've got little ones waiting five minutes, it's a disaster. Was, yeah. Yeah. So actually back then thinking about it, I would make the printables. I'd print it out right then. Just click print and yeah. go. However many copies I need. So like if I think, I probably would make copies for all of them. Even if the little ones aren't really able to do it, they can sit there and color and make a mess of it. So, yeah. you know, that's... Give them something do. to do. Give and if they don't do. do it, who cares? Yeah, who cares? Exactly. Yeah. And what about the YouTube? Is that just as you go, uh, if you, you know, use it? Yeah, YouTube is easy to pull up really fast, I think. So I wouldn't worry about grabbing that ahead of time. I probably would only pull up a YouTube video if... I think that I don't have a good book to take that place, especially, you know, 10 years ago. I use a lot more YouTube videos now than I did then because now my kids are much older. But then, I don't know, somehow the books and interacting with them and talking it through and doing it at their pace was better for when they were little. Yeah. I, I think that's true of us, too. We probably use more YouTube now. Yeah. But maybe that's partly because there's more on YouTube now. But I think a lot of it has to do with interacting with the kids when they're little it's better for you to be able to read a page and then pause and talk about it rather than just rattling through the whole thing. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Even YouTube videos, I'll pause. Like my kids are like, mom, stop pushing pause. I'm like, you got to talk about it guys. I want to know if you were listening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's hard for me to put the teacher away even when there's another teacher teaching. But like, I, I would, I would probably very literally plan this entire month of science in 20, 30 minutes at the most, you know, including printing out printables, putting things on my grocery list that I need. I don't even think it would take you 20 minutes. Like, I've yeah, watched you. Yeah, probably and... not. I mean, it's, and, and the more you do it, the faster it gets. Also, the more you are familiar with where things are. Well, and it's unit. true, too, that that I did already know which explorations were in here because we wrote this. So it, it may take a little longer if you have to actually read through it, you know, like. Yeah, but. I don't know. I'm a fast reader, but I mean, you can skim and see pretty quickly. I don't the read, pictures help you. Yeah, I don't read word for word when I'm planning. Yeah, I kind of look at it. Yeah, I wouldn't read every word anyway. But, but yeah, it's all right. Do you want to watch me? I'm planning arts unit. Yeah, this is this will be good because this is my worst subject. No, it's not. <laughs> it is. You love art. <laughs> I, I do, but it's still my worst subject to teach. Well, I'm gonna open up the art beginnings. This is the first year art curriculum and I just popped it open to ancient art around the world so um I'm gonna kind of start where you did Michelle I just look at that unit overview really quickly the key concepts are as civilization flourished around the world more and more artwork was created ancient art includes musical instruments pottery architecture painting sculpture ceremonial items cloth and many more forms and then ancient people all over the world created art not just Roman Greece so we tend to think of all ancient art as being from Roman Greece, but that's not true. Um, I'm not even going to bother to really look. I mean, I might glance at the vocabulary, but I don't have to 
know every vocabulary word to plan a unit. So I just kind of glanced through. I am going to look at the notable art really quickly just to see if there's any that for sure I want to make sure my kids know. I, I don't know when I stopped, but I used to do like part of our morning time was often showing either famous buildings or famous paintings or famous people, you know, famous scientists yeah. or artists or things like that. And I would just hold up a picture and show my kids and then they would have to like name it. And it was kind of like our, one of our quiz games that we always do. Okay. And so like one of the things that I used to do, I used to look at like what notable art was in a unit. And if there was something that I wanted to print out a picture of or have a picture of to show my kids like, Hey, you should recognize this. So I tend to always look at this notable art because like I want them to know the Mona Lisa. I want them right. to know the famous things. In this one, it's the Gate of the Sun, the Great Stupa at Sanchi, the Great Wall of China, Stonehenge, and then the Seven Wonders of the Ancient World. And it lists each of those seven wonders. So right off the bat, I already don't know for sure what I want. Like there's not a focus on here that jumps out at me that I go, I want them to learn that. Like you immediately saw like your key points that you wanted. Yeah. And I'm looking at it and going... I'm not sure. I don't know which direction I want to go. And that's okay. I'm just going to start flipping through. And I love the pictures that we've incorporated. We've, we've put more pictures into the new units than into the old units because it allows me to instantly go, I want to make that craft or I don't. Yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> like, Oh, that looks fun and bright. And yeah. Yeah. So like I right away saw the Sanufo cloth painting and I went, Ooh, I want my kids to do that. And it's basically a mud cloth craft. This was made anciently. They would dye fabrics. This was done from, in Africa. In Africa, yeah. Yeah. And the exploration talks about how they wove the fabric and, and it goes through the process. But then it describes the style that they made these. And it shows basically an outline of a very simple animal. And then it shows how you paint it and you surround the animal with a bright halo looking thing so it's like a bright yellow or a bright white around the animal and that was very traditional in these cloth paintings that they made so what do you need so that? i look at it and it says i need white cotton cloth like square of cotton cloth pencil permanent marker and tempera paints that's all stuff that i happen to have i have a lot of art supplies i would I've have got. to go get the cloth see i have a fabric like scrap bin that we just pull stuff out of. I have um, some fabric scraps and stuff too, but none white. I would have to go get that. You know what? I always keep pillowcases. Like old like ones? A couple of pillowcases on hand for things like this. Because if you get a cheap pillowcase, it's always great to have for whatever cloth art Well, and it's like do. the cheapest cloth yeah, you can it's, buy. It's cheaper it's than buying super, a <laughs> It's super, super cheap. So I, <laughs> if you look at any given time in my fabric bin that I have, it'll always have like a couple of white pillowcases it's like you know how you buy pencils at the beginning of school year like I buy white pillowcases <laughs> <laughs> okay I, I don't know why but I just so I would choose that one probably and then I'm gonna go wait through. you would put it in your planner right yeah it would go in my planner and I have all of those things so I wouldn't list anything except the name of this exploration I would just put Sanufo cloth paintings and okay. that would go in my planner um, I'm looking along. The batik one looks really fun, but it's super similar to what we just You already chose. did the cloth. Yeah, yeah. so I'm going to go, let, let's do something else. Okay, I would probably do this. This is Mimi Spirits. It's an exploration. The reason that I'm drawn to it instantly, I just did one that was in Africa. This is one that is from Australia. And this is an ancient art around the world. So I would be thinking in my mind, I don't want to do... Two from Africa. Yeah, all the same. Yeah. So I would probably choose this one. 
And this is just a very simple one. It just takes a printable and your art sketchbook and colored pencils. You basically look at the printable and you create a sketch of these little Mimi spirits, which are Aboriginal rock paintings, yeah. the figures from them. They're very, very simple. Well, it's kind of nice having, I mean, the, the Sanufo cloth painting is pretty involved. Probably takes a long, long yeah, time. It's, and it's got a little bit of messy... It's drawing you know, and painting. Yeah. And, 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 so, and then this one is paper and pencil. And so it's a little simpler. It's kind of nice to do one and then the other. Yeah. Especially because it doesn't matter what order I work in. So if I get to art day and I'm like, we're behind or I'm busy or whatever, I need to have one or two things that are Simple. not elaborate. Yeah. 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 So yeah. in every unit, if we choose something elaborate, I probably don't choose three more things that are elaborate. You know, I try to kind of balance that in my mind. But this is just a very, very simple one. And I love that it includes writing a story, too. So I I would even maybe, if I were doing this one, make a little note to myself in my planner. Hey, this includes writing. It might actually be our writer's workshop for the day, too. So Well, so there you simple. go. There's, there's a use for a planner. Yes, yeah, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So I'm flipping through some more pages. There are some fun ones. Um, there's a folktales one that we've actually done before, so I'm not going to choose it this time. It's one where you explore the Anansi stories, which I love. But, but that's also Africa. But yeah, yeah. We've, we've done that. And we've also covered Africa. So we'll just kind of move on. Um, this this might be a fun one. This is a little bit more involved too. So I would, I'd have to consider for sure if we had time. But this is polychrome pottery. It's one where you basically take an oven-safe white bowl mug or plate, like anything ceramic, and your kids use Sharpie markers to decorate it, and then you bake it in the oven. Yeah, that's not as much as the other one, though, I think. No, I mean, still be it wouldn't take a long time, but I would probably have to go buy those plates. I mean, we yeah. have white plates. I just don't want my kids to draw all over them. Right. So <laughs> I would have to go you know, add to my shopping list that we need to get... Either some some plates dishes. or mugs or something, yeah, something, white dishes yeah. from the store. I already have all the Sharpie markers that we could ever need. Yes, I've you got do. quite a collection. <laughs> I love Sharpies. Um, and then the only other thing is the sketchbook in there. So in it, you learn about Nazca pottery, and that's from the ancient America. Yeah. yeah. So it it would be really fun to uh, to do that, and I love that it's a different part of the world than we already talked about. As I'm flipping through after that, let's see. Um, so that's, that's, you're up to three so you far, You know what, right? I, I think this is probably the last one I would do. Yeah, and I aim for about four also, like you. I go four to five, yeah. depending on, you know, how much time we have. But this is an exploration about pagodas. Again, I love that this is from a completely different part of the world. So now we're over in Asia, and... This is just one where you watch a YouTube video about pagodas. It actually says it has it on the unit's playlist. So I wouldn't have to go look ahead of time because I just, like we have a TV in our schoolroom and I just pull up the Layers of Learning YouTube page while we're working and you just buzz right down to the art and then over to Ancient Art Around the World and it would just be right there. So we would watch a video about pagodas and then it just walks you through basically how to sketch one in your art sketchbook. There's actually a tutorial on how to sketch them on YouTube. So you're following along yeah. with that tutorial. That would be super, super easy. It does say that you sketch it and then use watercolor paints to fill it in. 
that's the kind of thing that I might do, or I might just say, hey guys, we ran out of time for that, so we're just going to end it with a sketch. Right. You know, it doesn't right. matter. Like, if you have time, great. If you don't have time, great. Um, and so then that's, that's all four. That's four. And then I would definitely look back and I would go, oh, I noticed I didn't even do the ancient wonders of the world. Should I? No, nah, yeah. it's okay. I won't do it this time. Maybe next time we'll right. go and, and do that. But I do like to glance at the show what you know section. In art, I do use the library list, but a little bit less than in the other units. Um, I would see, I would glance it over and see, is there anything great? I would probably check on my library's website and I just add those books that I want right to my um, account and I make them pick them over for me. <laughs> but most of these in this library list I'm seeing are about the wonders of the world. That's kind of the topic that it's easier to find. That is yeah. easier to find. The ones that I chose aren't really even on the library list too much, but I do have the art spine, so I would definitely use those. And then I'm looking through, oh, I, I kind of love this. So one of the show what you know activities is a world of ancient art review. And it just has a review sheet right in the printable pack. And it has different ancient art from around the world that you probably learned about in the unit. But I didn't necessarily even choose those. But I might still follow up with this and just say, hey, guys, instead of a review, we're just going to take a quick glance at some art around the world. We made things from all around the ancient world. What were the continents that we focused on and have them kind of yeah. refresh, maybe look at their art sketchbook to refresh their memory and then say, let's look at this art. It was all over the world where they were making ancient art and just kind of talk about like hit that concept home. And then we would plan to use the big book of knowledge at the end. I always ask my kids, what did you learn? And let's add it to our big book of knowledge. And then we just continually review that. Often I'll throw in a couple of unit trivia questions at the end, but I don't plan for those. I just, they're there in the sidebar. And I like, what to, would look I, like. I like to do the unit trivia or things like that while they're working. There's so much time while they're painting or sketching yeah. that you can read to them or ask questions or have discussions. We've always had house points jars in our homeschool, like since the time my kids were tiny. But I don't plan that stuff, and do you? No, I don't plan it. I just throw out questions all the time. Yeah. We review things every day, even if it's art day. I'll like throw out a history question. If we pull out our big book of knowledge to add to, we also review a couple of pages in it every time. And everything, everything is fair game. Anything. In yeah. There. Anything yeah. we've learned that's in the big book of knowledge. That's Hey, that's knowledge we have. And I just throw it out and it's just a game. It's not a test. It's just a game. And we quiz on it and, and we get house, house points. Yeah. So, so things that we consider when we plan, Michelle, we definitely consider time. Yeah, I mean, I always, always have a picture in my mind. How many days do I actually have to teach this? Like, how many lessons am I going to do? Yeah. And and then I will plan that number. I will not over plan. I mean, because there might be actually six things in there that I think look really cool, but I will make myself just pick the four. Yeah, just edit. Because yeah. in the end, if you try to do six things and you do them all badly because you didn't have time or you were stressed or... Or you end up you you're yelling together. at the kids because they're not going fast enough. I mean, you, like, you know, you don't want to ruin that. So just pace yourself. It's okay. You'll come back to it in four years. Yeah. And then we definitely consider age. Like yeah. those colored smileys are definitely a consideration. Well, yeah. And I'm thinking, you know, in my, in my family 10 years ago, I'm thinking I need to pick something that will work for all of my kids from right. 15 years old, clear down to six. You know, I've got to, I've got to pick something that is good for everybody because... 
it's too hard to do a whole bunch of different separate lessons. Yeah, that, that's what the point of this thing yeah, is. Yeah, that's, that's the whole point of layers of learning is that you're doing it all together. Yeah. So make sure that you're picking things that will appeal to the kids in your family. And, and I definitely consider supplies. Oh, yeah, I do too. If I chose four things and they all required a whole bunch of things from the store, I wouldn't do it. Yeah. You know, I would try. Maybe in the beginning of the year I would. <laughs> but then, like, by February or March when I'm tired and things are stressful and blah, I probably wouldn't properly execute it's harder them. To, so, yeah. I mean, if you have to throw a couple of things in your grocery list, it's not a big deal. That doesn't bother me. Late, right? But, but the bigger things are harder like like a, a dissection kit is harder later in there. Like well, those kinds of things, I'd like to plan ahead ahead, like in the summer. The, my my thing is, if I chose the dissection, I would choose that, and then everything else I would go would simple. go easy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I don't want to do all all the big things. The big things. I choose one big thing and then go a little bit lighter. I don't do all printables either because then we don't ever get the hands on. Yeah, I like to kind of mix it up. So I consider, you know. The materials that we're using, I consider the ages, I consider the, the, the schedule, timing the schedule. Yeah. Is there anything else that you really consider strongly when you're planning out a unit? Like, I think those are the biggies. Just what I covered before. I yeah, guess. yeah, I guess what you covered before. But in the end, even if I've covered it before, there are definitely explorations that we've done more than once. Well, my kids will be like, we didn't do that. I'm like, we did, but you probably don't remember it. You know, so it's okay if you do it again. Yeah, especially so. if it's been four years or eight years. Well, and I'll tell you what, I've been doing this 20 years. So my kids, my oldest kids did things that my little kids actually didn't do. Yeah. But in my head, we did it. <laughs> you know, I, I had a book that I was talking to the kids about the other day. And I was like, we, we read that together. And they were like, no. <laughs> and then it occurred to me, it was the older kids who yeah. read that, not the little you ones. You were too. Never yeah. mind. Yeah, you you heard it. You were yeah. just too little to remember yeah. it. But yeah, it's totally okay to repeat things, but you don't want to, you know, do all the same things. Although I do tend to be like, oh, that's my favorite. I want to do that again with some of them. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's that's kind of what our process is. It's not There's nothing technical super about it. involved. <laughs> no. It's there's a lady in our Facebook group that I, I adore how she does this. She says, you know, all that a lesson plan is in layers of learning is you read something, you do something, you write it. Like, you know, yeah. read about it, do a project, write about it. That's basically what the concept is of this. And you don't have to plan out exactly what you're going to read, exactly what you're going to do, and exactly what you're going to write if you have that in your mind. Well, like, I was going to say that the, the something that I do not consider when I'm making these plans is what books are available. Whatever books are available are the books I use. And if there are none available, I use a video. And if there's not any of that, then I use the encyclopedias. I, I just don't worry about that piece of it. We use what we can use. It yeah. doesn't matter if our library doesn't have anything on that topic. Well, I, I just... And I don't know if this is across the board 100%, because we don't know what everybody's library has. But in general, if there's a topic that we cover in layers of learning that it's hard to find library books about it, you will find more information in the guide about it. Like, do you agree, Michelle? Like, if we're not going yeah. to spell out the story of Howard Carter discovering King Tut's tomb too much, because there are a million kids' books about it. Right. We just tell you to go read one of them. Right, exactly. We do that a lot. But I always go back to the chemistry example, because there are no books written about chemistry for kids, or very few. 
And so we will explain to you very clearly what acids and bases are because it's hard to find books about that. There are a few. Acids and bases is one of the few topics you can actually find children's books about. But good luck finding one on oxidation and reduction. Yeah. But there's no reason that a little kid can't make a penny go all green with, you know, yeah, and, and show oxidation and reduction. So we explain it in the unit. So the basics are right within the unit. Yeah. We hope that you will when you can get library books. But I just planned that art unit and basically said, the things that I chose aren't really on the library list. It's yeah. Because books haven't really been written for kids about that subject very right. much. But that doesn't mean we can't learn about it. And I will read to them right out of the Layers of Learning book when we're on that exploration in those cases. Yeah, it's, it's really funny because just just yesterday we were doing a physics lesson about light and I'm sitting there reading the lesson to my kids going, I wrote this, <laughs> but I'm reading it out loud to them because, you know, because it's there because it's there, and because it's easier to get my thoughts down on paper and just to read it to them than it is to like, just say it on the fly. I don't know. <laughs> okay. So this is a little bit unrelated, but when you were talking about that, it reminded me of it. The other day we were having a poetry lesson and we were doing the name poems from the writer's workshop poetry unit and the kids wrote their name and it's like you do Isabel it means love like it's it's the number five and they yeah, list the favorite number yeah, it's like a formula that. poem and anyway they they were doing theirs and then they read their poems out loud and they said mom did you write one and I said I didn't this time I, I was working on something else I think I was grading something or oh. I was doing something and usually I write when they write so they were thinking I was going to read them my poem they were like you didn't write one you should have written it and I, I was like well I did I wrote it a long time ago, and I pulled open the, the writer's workshop book, and mine <laughs> in is there. in there. And it's like, it's that, in is, there. that is like my authentic one. Yeah. And they cried. Oh, that's so cute. Because, well, it talked about our little, I talked about my baby daughter who died yeah, in the poem. Yeah, and I just mentioned it was one line of the poem, and, and both my kids got all teary, and they were like, <sighs> and I, I thought they were going to say, like, I miss Emily, because that was our little girl. And... And then they said, Mom, you always outdo us. <laughs> <laughs> Crying because you're a better poet. <laughs> I'm not even a good poet. But it was so funny, That's though. Really funny. It, is, it is funny. Sometimes when they do, like, they'll do a printable, one of the printables, and they'll be like, Mom, did you make this? And I'll be like, no, Emma Michelle made that one. Tell me we love it. <laughs> <laughs> That's it is funny when you're the mom and you're teaching it from from the book. But yeah. I, I do the same thing as you, though. I read it like I didn't write it. Yeah. Because it's... I read it all the time. I read it with, like, fresh well, eyes. Same with, same with the sidebars. Like, all kinds of things I read out of there because... We wrote oh, about that. That was really good. <laughs> so funny. funny. I mean, it probably is a tad bit easier for us to plan than for everyone else. But in my experience... People who plan layers of learning units start out feeling like it's really hard. They're like, oh my goodness, there's so much to plan. This is well, time intensive. Because it's not a scripted curriculum. You have to make decisions. Yeah. But I think most people who have taught it for a little while go, oh, I was way over planning. Yeah. I was over planning well, to the point I was stressed. By and- the time you've done two or three units... It should be pretty easy to plan. It's kind of a standard format. Like once you get the format in your head, it's kind of planned out for you and you just have to make choices. Yeah. So, and you don't need to stress if there's not a perfect book for every subject. It's okay even if you read a book about something that is not related. If I read a book about the seven wonders of the ancient world, 
while we were learning about the other ancient art around the world, that would be okay. Yeah, like, you know, I, I often think about, like, our books don't always go with our units at all. Sometimes we get way out of order. Like, I'll start a read aloud, and we're still reading it three units later. <laughs> yeah, and that's <laughs> okay, fine. It doesn't matter. I, I think that's one of the perils, actually. When we think in terms of units we feel like we have to finish everything by the end of the unit. We have to finish the read aloud. We it have all to has finish to fit everything. Yeah. yeah. But if you think about school classes, they think in terms of semesters or years. So if you looked at it and said, oh, during the ancient history year, I'm going to do these two read alouds. That might span several units. It doesn't matter. It, yeah. Or it, you might be reading your read aloud about ancient Rome at the beginning of the year instead of at the end. It doesn't matter. That's still fine. It's still, it's still yeah. all happening in this same time period, your kids will make the connections. They will get yeah. it. You don't need to stress about that stuff. So just take the planning a little bit easier, I guess would be my advice. Don't you think, Michelle? Yeah. You will settle into it. And the pattern of layers of learning makes it easier and easier and easier to plan as you go. Thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave us a rating wherever you listen. Ratings and comments help people find happy family-style homeschooling. Visit us at layersoflearning.com, at Instagram, and on our Facebook group. And make sure to tune in next month for the next podcast. In the meantime, we wish you happiness in your homeschool. Have fun learning! learning.